Spring game's coming up, so I just want to give a brief two deep of what my two deep depth chart would be for the Florida Gators. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to break it down into backfield and pass catchers, then the trenches, and then the back six or seven right here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Just know bonus content last night, Monday night, tonight, tomorrow night, Friday night. Just just a, a whole bunch of bonus content coming your way on the YouTube and podcasting apps. So check that every evening around 5 Eastern. Getting into today's content, I just felt like letting my too deep depth chart out. This is not necessarily what I think it will be, um, but it's what I think it should be. So that's what it is. It's not necessarily me going, this is going to happen. It's me saying, this is what I I would make it, basically, if I was in charge of making this depth chart, which is probably going to be bad. It's a good thing I'm not in charge of it. But starting at quarterback, we're going to start this nice and easy. You guys know where I stand on this. Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for me. And then behind him, uh, I think Jack Miller III is the better backup quarterback. But I think Carlos Del Rio Wilson is the better backup quarterback for this offense. So that's why Carlos Del Rio Wilson is my QB2 here. It's just Anthony Richardson, big arm, very, very mobile, very athletic and Carlos DeRue Wilson, not as big an arm, but still a bigger arm than Jack Miller III, and not as athletic as Anthony Richardson, but more athletic than Jack Miller III. And that, that's kind of my reasoning here. It's, it's that your offense needs to change less if you have Carlos DeRue Wilson come in, should anything happen to Anthony Richardson, as opposed to Jack Miller III coming in, should anything happen to Anthony Richardson. And then looking at running back, the backfield mate for the quarterback, I, I put two at each position just because there's going to be a lot of rotation. So I put Lorenzo Lingard and Montreal Johnson as the first two backs. I think they're kind of leading the charge right now. Um, I know that Montreal Johnson is a transfer. He's got experience. Lorenzo Lingard has been balling out in spring practices and in the scrimmage, and I expect him to do the same in the spring game. I think he's going to have a big weekend or a big night tomorrow night. But uh, I've got them as the starters right now. But again, we're going to see three to four backs play consistently. So behind them, I've got Naquan Wright and Demarcus Bowman. And it's kind of split up into Lorenzo Lingard and Montreal Johnson are more of the runner types. Like, Like when you think of them, you think runners. Like you don't think pass catchers. But when you look at Naquan Wright and Demarcus Bowman, you could very well think, well, both of these guys are good pass catchers. So you could break it down into that group if you want. But Lorenzo Lingard and Montreal Johnson are the one and two for me right now. And then Naquan Wright and Demarcus Bowman are who I think would be the uh, the rotational backs at that point. Looking at wide receiver, it's a little weird because uh, I've, I've got three listed because obviously we're going to be running with the slide. We're going to be running 11 personnel, 12 personnel, which is why I, when we get to tight end, I also have two different kinds of starting tight ends. But looking at receiver, I've grouped the two outside receivers and slot in one. So the first group, I guess, would be Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, and Trent Whittemore. I don't think that's surprising at all. That's what it was last year. They were all very uh, reliable 
when they were past the ball. So I, I think that they're going to be big parts of this Florida offense this season. So Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson, you guys know I'm a I'm big fans of what they can do on the outside. And Trent Woodmore, he's he's a bit big for a slot, but I think that especially helps when you have someone like I've been saying, like Anthony Richardson, who he struggles with accuracy. That's just the thing. He's he is very inconsistent when throwing the football. So having big bodied receivers is a big plus for him. So Trent Whittemore is that slot. And he's also proven that he could be productive out of that slot role. Then behind them, we've got Jaquavion Frazier's, Dejon Reynolds, and Marcus Burke. Jaquavion Frazier's is someone who played a bit rotationally last year. He would come in and, and just catch a screen and, and score on them. And it, it was a little weird. I think he's going to be more involved as an actual receiver this year. Uh, you know, actually running routes past the line of scrimmage. And I, I think he'll be involved there. Dejon Reynolds has been very impressive throughout spring ball so far. We're about 12 practices deep now, two scrimmages. He's done very well, exceptional in the passing game. So he's someone who's going to climb up those boards. Uh, I, I don't really think it matters where I have them listed as far as like the one or the two. The first two names are the outside guys, and the third name is, are, is a slot. So Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson on the outside, Trent Whittemore in the slot. Jaquavion Frazier's Dejon Reynolds on the outside with Marcus Burke being the slot. You guys know that I'm a big Marcus Burke fan. I like what he do, And I love Fenley Graham. I just don't think early on in the season, I, I don't think he's going to be that slot receiver that's coming in rotationally that often. I think he's going to come in and be that gadget guy, which is fine because there are going to be times where Florida has two slot receivers on the field. Could be Trent Whittemore and Marcus Burke. And then when they rotate out, Fenley Graham Jr. comes in. So I'm a big fan of Fenley Graham. I was, I was tempted to put him on this list. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I was tempted to put him on the list. I was tempted to put Naquan Wright as one of the slots, but that doesn't seem to be happening right now. But Fenley Graham, not here, but he's that next guy in this group. But I think Marcus Burke is a great field stretcher with great size to work that slot. Like I've mentioned before, the more size on the field, the better for Anthony Richardson. That helps a ton. And then looking at tight end, the last part of this first segment I broke them down into the F and the Y tight ends. Uh, if, you, if you aren't familiar with the terminology, the F tight end is kind of that move tight end that 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 goes in motion a lot. He, he's not always on the line of scrimmage, could be working in as a big slot, could be going out wide. The F tight end is typically what you think of when you think of Kyle Pitts. The Y tight end is, is that bigger bodied guy that's going to be more in-line blocker. He's, he's more of a blocker than anything else. So that, that's why I got, I mean, he's the, I, I was about to say Gronk because blocking, but like he's usually why is not as good as Gronk as a receiver, but the why is that big body blocker. So at the F tight end, I've got Keon Zipper as a starter. I think that's very obvious. I think he's capable of playing the F and the Y, but I think the rest of the tight ends mean that he's going to be more relied upon as an F as the F tight end there. So that's why Keon Zipper is our starting F tight end with Nick Elksness backing him up. There's kind of a few names you could throw out here. You could throw Arliss Boardingham as one of them, but I, I just don't think Arliss Boardingham is going to be ready considering he's not on campus yet. So I think Nick Elksness, despite being injured, I, I think that he's got time where he can kind of learn this offense, learn the system more, and get onto the field a little bit more. Also, I mean, I, I, I broke him down last year before the season. I was saying, I'm very excited for him as a red zone target. I think he's going to be great there. So, Nick Elksness being that second F tight end, I think he's going to be big, especially when we go 12 personnel and put Keon Zipper at the Y. But talking about the Y position, Jonathan Odom is who I have as a starter. I get he's injured right now, just got surgery, but he'll be back soon. And then Tony Livingston's a backup. I think Jonathan Odom has great size. I think he can be 
not a not a big time receiver at all, but I think he's a reliable enough receiver where you can put him on the field and just say, "Hey, man, you you just gotta be the safety blanket at this point. You're not expected to stretch the field or do anything." And Tony Livingston, I have him as the backup because I get he's not on campus yet. But when I'm looking at the Y tight ends that are on the roster or available right now, I go or not even available, just on the roster for this season. There, there's not many options because I'm not doubling up. So Keon Zipper and Nick Elksness are already at the at the F, so they can't be taken. The Y is Jonathan Odom. And then behind them, there's Arliss Boardingham, who is an F tight end. There's Hayden Hansen, who's a Y tight end, but Tony Livingston used to play offensive tackle, and he's way more athletic. So I think that he's going to edge it out early. I think he's going to wow early on. And then it's a bunch of defensive players that flip to offense, which I'm not saying they can't perform well and that they won't be there, but I'm not super bought in yet. Maybe the spring game will change my mind, but right now, I'm not bought in on the defensive guys that flip to tight end being able to contribute much this year. That's just that that's just how I'm viewing it. We're about to get into the trenches and we're about to talk about that trench warfare. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Built Bar because it's spring break time. I know a lot of you guys that are not in college or on spring break, or if you have kids, they're on spring break right now. So woo, fun for you. I'm so not jealous. If you're trying to get fit, trying to eat healthy for summer, get that summer body ready, that beach body ready. Just eat some Built Bar. Trust me, it's a great way to go. I've got a hardcore sweet tooth, so it's bad for me, but it's coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard. Just get Built Bar so you don't have to sneak around. You don't got to feel guilty. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get fifteen percent off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're talking about the trenches. I'm going to start with the offensive line since I just went through the rest of the offense, and then I'm going to talk about Buck, Nose Tackle, Three Tech, and DN. So we got a lot to talk about here. Uh, I'm not going to go super in depth on the offensive line individually and the reasoning for that which is what i've said multiple times before i said it last year i've been saying it for years and i will continue to say it when you're looking at an offensive line it matters more about how a unit works together as opposed to just individual players more than anywhere else it's not just oh qb has chemistry with this receiver it's not that it's an offensive line as a unit when you work as a unit matters more than each individual. You can look at the New York Giants when they won the Super Bowl. People were saying their offensive line has no superstars, but they played phenomenally and exceptionally at times. So that's what we're looking for here. I don't care about superstars or any of that. I care about who's playing and who's succeeding. So I'm going from left to right. I'm just going to list the starting group. So left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. So starting from left to right, it's Richard Garage, Josh Braun, Kingsley Egwakun, Osiris Torrance, and Cameron Waits. The main reason that I have Cameron Waits as starting right tackle, I will explain that a little bit, is that I think him and Osiris Torrance will be the starters. And I think that it's great if they're on the same side, considering they've got that chemistry from Louisiana, so they could probably communicate better than other players when picking up stunts and blitz and, and, all, that, and all that fun stuff. So I think that's great. Uh, Josh Brown is a starting left guard. I, I wanted to put Ethan White somewhere, but I just couldn't. You know, I, I've openly said I think Osiris Torrance is a phenomenal player, and that, that's true. I think Josh Brown and Ethan White are kind of similar but I, I prefer Josh Braun personally. So I got Josh Braun starting at left guard, Osiris Torrance at right guard. Kingsley Aguacun, when he's on, can be one of the best centers. When, when he could hear, can be one of the best centers around. Richard Garage and Cameron Waits, obviously, bookends. 
I, I'm very uh, happy with how they work out. And then the backups we got starting from left tackle to right tackle, Austin Barber, Ethan White, Richie Leonard, Riley Simmons, and Michael Tarkin. Um, when, we, when we talk about that backup guard spot, I think Ethan White fills in at either guard spot should something happen to Osiris Torrance or Josh Braun. I think he's going to be moving around if there's any need, whether it's someone's tired, whatever, hurt, anything like that. Um, I think Ethan White would be first off the bench at either guard spot. Um, maybe you got to move Torrance or Braun, whatever, but I, I think Ethan White's the first one off the bench. Austin Barber is someone that when I had Prince Liam and Mialin on here last week, Austin Barber is the guy that he says, I said, can you pick one offensive lineman from last season that you think has improved the most and really stood out? And he said, Austin Barber. He said, once Austin Barber picks up the playbook a little more, he is going to be a very good tackle in college football. So Austin Barber is someone that we should expect. He's been having a strong spring. We know that. So we're excited for Austin Barber and excited to see what happens here. And looking at the defensive side of the ball, I am going position by position here. Uh, We've got Buck, we've got Brenton Cox Jr. And then Chief Borders backing him up. I just I, I think that Brenton Cox Jr. is obviously going to be the starter here. I, that that's I'm, that I don't need to go into that. I picked Chief Borders here just because I think that Chief Borders has so much eligibility and so much time to learn directly behind Brenton Cox Jr. that he would also be able to rotate in when Brenton Cox Jr. gets tired and kind of add versatility to this defense. Brenton Cox Jr. I think will be dropping back in coverage more than he did last season, but I also think that they're going to really want him pass rushing the passer. A lot, so Chief Borders backing him up, giving a little versatility, and give Brenton Cox Jr. a break. I think it's going to be something that we see. Nose tackle, I have Jalen Lee listed at the starter, Desmond Watson as the two, and if you care, Jalen Humphreys is the three. But again, this is a two deep. But Jalen Lee is someone that I, I think he's just got more experience right now. And like I said, I believe it was yesterday's episode. I talked about Desmond Watson a little bit, and I said Desmond Watson is someone who I have I think have has an insanely high ceiling. I think he's got a ton of potential, but last season when he was on the field, he ate up space, but that's all he did. And that's what a lot of people do want from your nose tackle, but that's not what I'm, I'm like. That's not wowing me at all. So Desmond Watson has not wowed me besides just being a massive human being, but I think he's got to get more pop in his pads and a little bit, and a little bit more refined before he's a full-time starter and before I'm ready to crown him that. Looking at three tech, which is commonly thought of more as the the pass rushing defensive tackle that's who's lined up on the guard or next to the guard whatever whatever technique they're in whatever set they're in that's Javon Dexter is the starter here that's very easy Javon Dexter I've said I think will be an all-american if not he's going to be all SEC he's a phenomenal pass rusher and he's just going to eat up even more this year with this defense I I think that it can't be overstated how good this man is about to be, especially when he's got that dad strength coming in now. And then Chris McLellan is the backup, true freshman D tackle out of Oklahoma, big time recruit. I'm glad he's here. He's he's pretty much a pure pass rushing D tackle right now. But he, I mean, he's kind of the default guy here. There's not a ton of defensive tackles right now that really impress me as pass rushers, as or, uh, aside from Jervon Dexter. I'm just not really impressed with the depth as pass rushing D tackles here. So. Chris McClellan's the guy no matter what, but it is positive that I've been impressed with him when I've got to see him. And then the defensive end, the field side defensive end is Princely Uman Mialin is the starter for me and the backup is Lloyd Summerall. You guys know at this point, I've been kind of, I've been saying it's Brenton Cox Jr. And then and then I don't know who's going to be the other end. I'm, I'm kind of set on Princely here. Chief Borders is, is right there. He is right behind him. But Princely, I think just adds more talent right now i think chief borders has an insane ceiling and a higher ceiling than princely but i think princely gives us the best chance to win the game 
right now. And I think that that's what we're looking for as a field side defensive end as a more proven pass rusher a little bit. So it kind of helps when you have Brenton Cox Jr. is a superstar pass rusher. We know that. Yvonne Dexter is a superstar pass rusher. We know that. Prince Leoman Melian is at the very worst an above average pass rusher. So I think it's great to have that pass rushing group on the field. And then Jalen Lee is eating up space and trying to make some plays. He should get some open opportunities. Or if you want to double Jalen Lee, then have fun. Cause that means that Brenton Cox Jr. Javon Dexter and Prince Leoman Mialine are all in single or all getting blocked by one man, unless you have a tight end or a back helping too. And then you're committing way too much to your pass protection. So I think this defensive line is going to cause havoc. I think the Florida Gators might actually win games in the trenches this year, which it's been a little while since we've seen that. So I'm very excited for that. And we're about to talk about the off ball defenders next, but first I'm going to talk to you guys about rock auto, because with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Because guess what? I didn't know there was a difference and I didn't know my car was an Odyssey. So there's that. And wait while the person behind the counter orders their parts on their computer when you could just do it yourself. If you have a phone or a computer, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to this or watching this, so I'm assuming you have access to that technology, you also have access to rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com to wrap up today's show we're talking about the off-ball defenders this is one of those times where I, I, i briefly touched on it with nose tackle and i briefly touched on it with receivers um I wish I had more, but again, I've, I committed to this being a two deep. So there, and this group in general is something where there's going to be more players than a two deep will play because I think they're going to rotate a ton, but I, I'm sticking to my guns here. Um, so linebacker, I'm going too deep, even though I think there's going to be more than four linebackers that play a lot corner, same thing, safety, same thing, star, maybe not the same thing, but you get, you get the gist. Looking at off-ball linebacker first, we've got Ventrell Miller and Dewan Black are the guys that I think are going to be the starters. This is not surprising at all. If you've been listening to the show, you know this. Ventrell Miller's just IQ and his run defense are stellar, and Dewan Black is the yin to his yang, the lightning to his thunder. He's got speed, he's got pass coverage, he's got pass coverability, and he's got athleticism and versatility out the wazoo. So Ventra Miller and Dewan Black are the obvious choices for me as far as we're talking about starting linebackers. Behind them, I've got Derek Wingo and Scooby Williams. Uh, I, I think that they're also a very good thunder and lightning mix. I wanted to add Amari Bernie, but like I said, because I know he's been impressive in spring ball, and I know that everybody's been praising him. Jay Bateman, who's a Florida Gators linebacker, inside linebackers coach and used to be the North Carolina D.C., I know that he loves him, but I, I I just I'm not bought in on Amari Bernie. I've seen too much inconsistency and too much poor play and poor film, poor reps to really be like, yeah, I think you should be a top four linebacker in this defense. I think he'll play, but if it's up to me, he wouldn't be a top four linebacker in this defense, even though he probably will be when we get time to August, which we'll talk about an actual predictive uh, depth chart sometime after the spring game. Looking at cornerback now. I'm, I'm not listing boundaries. I got the boundaries here. We got safety. We got stars. So stars is going to be the nickel. You guys know that. 
But Jason Marshall Jr. and Avery Helm, I'm also not listing listing what side they're on. I don't care or who's the one and two. I don't care. I think they're both very talented. Jason Marshall Jr. and Avery Helm are the starters for me. You guys, I think you should know that by now. Um, I, I know that a lot of listeners are like, oh, no, Jason Marshall Jr. Over Avery, over Avery Helm. I don't care. I think they're both very talented. I don't care who you like more. I want them both starting. Jason Marshall Jr. has been has been just dominant in spring ball so far. He's someone with an insanely high ceiling we're all looking forward to. Avery Helm is someone that you guys know by now. I'm very high on, and I don't know why you aren't. He's one of the best cover redshirt freshmen last season. I think he's an exceptional cover man, and I think he's going to prove that this season. He's also been raising eyebrows in spring ball, maybe not as much as Jason Marshall Jr., but Avery Helm, chef's kiss. I think, I think he's very... Very talented. And then behind them, we've got Jalen Kimber and Jaden Hill, who are the other guys that you people argue will start over Avery Helm or should start over Avery Helm. Jalen Kimber is the transfer from Georgia. Jaden Hill was injured last season. He was set to start opposite Kair Elam, and then he got injured and missed the season, and Jason Marshall Jr. and Avery Helm rotated in opposite Kair when Kair was healthy. But I, I, I've got them as backups here. Just I think they're going to play a lot. Like I've said, I think we're going to rotate a lot. We're going to see a very... Very rotation-heavy defense, specifically in the secondary. So Jalen Kimber and Jaden Hill will play. I just don't think that they'll start. Looking at the star, I've got Trevis Johnson starting with Jadarius Perkins right behind him. I, I was very torn on this because I, I think Jadarius Perkins is a considerably better cover man, and I think Trevis Johnson is considerably better just working in that star spot, just working in that slot. But yeah, I, I gave it to Trevez here. I think that he's going to be very relied upon to be a versatile player because you guys know, I think that one of the safety spots for the Florida Gators is going to be essentially a second star player. So I think that you're going to want that positional versatility of either one being able to drop back into a deep half or a deep third. So I think Trevez Johnson gives you that versatility, whereas Jadarius Perkins might just be a better straight up man to man defender. Uh, so I think Trevez Johnson is a starter here with Jadarius Perkins backing him up. And then looking at safety, you guys know, I think that we have, an all-American talent at safety in Rashad Torrance the second. I think Trey Dean the third is way better than people give him credit for. Oh my God, he got trucked at the goal line by Montreal Johnson. I don't care. If you're a physical player, guess what? That's going to happen. If you're not a physical player, guess what? That's going to happen. That, that, it just happens. You win some, you lose some. You know, nah, Ed Reed sucks. He's been trucked before. Like, no, you see how stupid that sounds? It makes no sense. I don't care if he got trucked at the goal line in a scrimmage against his own teammate. I don't care. I, I When I see that, um, maybe I'm an optimist, but I'm going, great play, Montreal Johnson. Not going, terrible play, Tradeen, going to clown you. I think that's stupid, and I think you're a clown if you're doing it. Rashad Torrance II is an All-American talent. Tradeen the third, I think, is at the very worst and above-average SEC starter, and I am very happy with this duo. You guys know I'm big fans of them. I think Tradeen is going to be much better utilized in this defense with Patrick Tony. So I'm excited. <laughs> to, to, to say the least, I'm excited about the safety group. And then behind them, we've got five-star Kamari Wilson. I don't care if he changed to a four-star to a four star after he signed with us. Hmm. And then Donovan McMillan's the other one. I, I think that they're going to play a lot. I think we're going to have six safety rotation. I've said that multiple times before. Kamari Wilcoxon will play there, I believe. I think he might play a little bit star. And then I, I think Corey Collier is going to find his way onto the field. But Kamari Wilson and Donovan McMillan are my three and four safeties. 
Uh, I'm very happy with that. You guys know last year I wanted Donovan McMillan to play the star a bit. I want him to get on the field in multiple ways. Kamari Wilson, I think, will get on the field in multiple ways. I mean, he's a very versatile skill set. So I'm very much looking forward to the safety room for the Florida Gators this year. The secondary, the the secondary for me is just one of the best in college football. I think it's phenomenal. Safety's my uh, secondary is my favorite position to scout, position group to coach, scout, whatever you want to call it. I, I I just love that safety group. That that's my area that I'm liking. So I'm very excited for it this year. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators and tonight with bonus content. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Analytics guru Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. You get the you get the analytics from Tracy. You get the on-field experience from Eric Crocker. It's the best of both worlds. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. NINE Sports, and I will see you all later.